0: Hello! Welcome to the Aspiring Cinephile. I'm your host, Zach Watts, and I am very excited to have you joining me today. Please excuse my absence last week. Uh, I was not able to get an episode out. It turned out to be a really crazy week. But I'll make it up to you. I'll try to get a double uh, episode in one of these weeks. I I have an idea. I was going to do a List of Shame episode, um, and... I'm kind of wanting to retool that idea a little bit, and and I have something that I think you will be excited about, um, so I will unveil that in the near future, but I, I have a, a replacement for that idea that I think is going to be much better. So uh, apologies for not getting an episode out last week. Uh, I was kind of doubting the list of shame idea a little bit. I got in my head, and then uh, the week got away from me, so I apologize for that, but we are back Uh, This week, thank you for bearing with me. So uh, this week is very special because on Tuesday morning we got the 2022 Oscar nominations. So this is always a very exciting time of year. We finally have all of the Oscar nominations cemented in place and now we move towards the ceremony uh, which is on March 27th. So we've got a couple months uh, to, to catch up on a couple of these movies. There's Two nominated for Best Picture that I haven't seen, and then some of the acting categories and a couple other things uh, have some movies that I haven't seen yet. But actually, I really uh, this is by far my best year for for coverage of seeing uh, most of these movies. So I, I feel pretty good to confidently talk about most of these today. Um, there's only a couple categories that I really don't feel like I can speak to. So uh, very excited about that today. I mainly want to talk about you know go through the nominations, uh, maybe talk about some snubs. Some of my way too early predictions, uh, things that I'd like to see win, uh, and uh, round things up that way. So, without any further ado, let's get into the biggest best category, the one we're all most excited about, and that is the Best Picture category. This year there are 10 films nominated for Best Picture, and they are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. There are only two of these films I haven't seen. Uh, Those are Drive My Car and Nightmare Alley. Uh, They were both only available in theaters and very limited. Drive My Car, there's literally one theater in Utah uh, that's playing it, as far as I know, or at least in the Salt Lake area, and they have one screening a day at, like, 4 p.m., so that's been a tough one to get to, um, but now that especially it's been nominated for Best Picture, really gonna try to make the effort to go see that. Um, if you're not familiar with Drive My Car, that's probably the one that has the least name recognition out there, unless you're a real film head or letterboxed user, you know, you see, uh, see that kind of stuff, you're really into, like, film Twitter, um, which I... Don't imagine as all of you guys, hopefully some of you, uh, you know, but, um, uh, this film won most of the major like critics awards. Like I think the LA times and the New York times or LA critics and New York critics associations. I don't remember which organizations, if it was the newspapers or if it was, uh, each of those cities I believe has a critics association, but either way, both LA and New York, uh, awarded drive my car with their best picture of the year last year. Um, a lot of, Podcasts, people I listen to, uh, critics that I enjoy their opinion and res- you know respect them a lot, had this movie in their top ten films of the year. Uh, a lot of them number one. Uh, this is a film. Uh, it's Japanese film, uh, directed by Raisuke Hamaguchi, uh, and it's a three-hour kind of slow burn, from what I understand. Uh, film that's very uh, introspective, very. Uh, it's a, It's about. Uh, it's about a a man who's a he's an actor and director, a stage actor director. Um, he uh, receives an offer to direct a production of Uncle Vanya at, at a theater festival in Hiroshima. Um, and it's two years after his his wife uh, died unexpectedly. Uh, he meets a woman there that's his chauffeur for the festival, and and it basically just is a story of him kind of being forced to confront. You know, painful things about his past, and he forms a connection with this uh, driver, and, and some other things happen, and he's, it's all kind of through this uh, lens, too, of putting on this production of Uncle Vanya, so, like I said, is very kind of, very cinematic, very you know it's not a genre film by any means it's not like you know we we had a couple years ago parasite was nominated uh and that's a foreign film as well a korean film um much easier to to talk about parasite it's it's a very genre film it's a like it's a thriller right there's uh i don't want to spoil it but it's if you haven't seen it go watch parasite it's one of the best films to come out in the last five years uh but that was a much clearer, easier film to talk about. Uh, so, kind of cool that something like this that's very cinematic, very not tied to a specific genre, very slice of life, uh, from uh, Japan as well, uh, foreign film, uh, is, is really cool to see. So, uh, one that I'm excited to go see. Uh, I'm sure I didn't do a great job selling it, but honestly, I, I, I don't know much about it outside of uh, you know those details and, and kind of reading the IMDb review for it. But uh, it's nominated for four oscars uh, so uh, including obviously best picture so uh, really excited to go see this one um, the other one i haven't seen is nightmare alley uh, this is a guillermo del toro film uh, it stars bradley cooper kate blanchett uh, much more accessible obviously than drive my car and i think now you can see it on hulu and hbo max so if you have either of those services you can watch nightmare alley now uh, it's no longer theaters only All I've heard is really pretty great things about this film, especially Bradley Cooper's performance in it. It's a noir vibe, is is my understanding. I don't know much more about it beyond that, but uh, definitely we'll be watching it in the next uh, couple of weeks here uh, as we get ready for the Oscars. The rest of the films, I mean, this is a really great slate. All eight of the films that I've seen, uh, I believe, were in, they were almost all in my top 20 films. The only two outside of my top 20 films from the year for 2021, were King Richard and Don't Look Up, which I had 21 and 23 uh, of the films that I'd seen. So, uh, you know, a really good slate and, you know, so really no complaints as far as snubs. I mean, me personally, a couple of movies that I had really, you know, in my top 10 uh, that aren't here uh, are Come On, Come On, the Joaquin Phoenix film uh, directed by Mike Mills, and then The French Dispatch, which was, uh, starring everybody that you've ever heard of, and directed by Wes Anderson. Uh, those were two of my favorite films of the year that don't make this list, uh, but honestly, can't. You know, I don't know what you'd get rid of here. I mean, I personally think "Come On, Come On" is a better film than probably "King Richard" or maybe "Don't You Know and Don't Look Up." Uh, I know, I, I think it was. I, I enjoyed my time watching it, and I, you know, I love a political and satire. know i think come on come on the french dispatcher better achievements in filmmaking per se than than don't look up but yeah i i don't know i i also i also see the argument for having those films in the best picture category so honestly a pretty solid group um much better uh, than some slates we've had in the past and and one thing i want to do actually in an upcoming episode is to go through uh a couple of uh, of oscars where the slate was bad or you know bad movie years or when we really got it wrong as i've kind of been looking at oscar history there's a there's been a few years uh that things just really don't age well for what won best picture and and things like that so uh, an interesting exercise uh, to do to kind of look at okay three four five years later how did these oscars age but yeah, I think you know a really solid slate here. Excited, uh, really, for any of these movies to get a best picture win. So, my my prediction is that the Power of the Dog will most likely win. That film garnered the most nominations. Uh, it was nominated for twelve different Oscars, so it's obviously has a lot of support behind it. It's a beautiful film, certainly a deserving winner. Uh, it's kind of the the chalk winner uh right now uh from people i you know listen to film critics and stuff that kind of have insider inside track and and really look at these things uh, in depth a lot of them think the power of the dog is the favorite right now um belfast don't look up actually both have some energy behind them but yeah that that's kind of how the race is shaping up right now nightmare alley had a really big push over the last couple weeks Something like that could come in, uh, too. I, I don't anticipate that Coda or uh, Dune or King Richard or West Side Story really have a realistic shot at winning, and, and probably Licorice Pizza as well. Um, I think they'll be uh, you know, happy to be nominated, obviously, but I don't think any of them has a real shot to win the award. But all certainly wonderful films. So, anyway... That is my look, my outlook on the best picture category. Moving on to the next, probably most important category is the best director. We have five nominees here. The nominees are Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Rice K. Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Biggest snub here, uh, in my opinion, is Denis Villeneuve for Dune. Um, pretty shocked that he is not on this list. I, you know, it's a really strong slate. I don't know who you who you kick out of here. Um, I, I would personally, although you know, I loved West Side Story. It was it was my number five film of the year. Uh, I I loved it, and Steven Spielberg is obviously amazing. He's gotten a lot of recognition. This is his eighth Best Director nomination. Uh, He has now been nominated for Best Director in six different decades. So just what a legend Steven Spielberg is. Just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, That breaks Martin Scorsese's uh, previously standing record. He had been nominated in five different decades. Uh, But I have a feeling with Killers of the Flower Moon hopefully coming out this year that Scorsese will tie Spielberg back up, but in for the meantime, uh, Steven Spielberg has uh, got the crown. Six different decades, eight best director nominations, but uh, all that goes to say that I would have loved to see maybe Denis Villeneuve get some love here, um, maybe even at the expense of Steven Spielberg. Having not seen Drive My Car yet, I don't feel comfortable saying you know that I thought Denis Villeneuve should should earn a. A nomination over that film and then the rest you know power of the dog lookers piece and belfast are all phenomenal films uh so and and you know with with wonderful directors at the helm so really hard to to take any of those out of this category not a weak one in the bunch uh, i would have just loved to see uh denis villeneuve recognized for the achievement uh, that was dune last year but really my only complaint here everything else checks out uh, and honestly any of these would be a a great winner Um, my prediction is that jane campion is going to win for the power of the dog Uh, it's kind of a comeback story she hasn't directed a film in over a decade and she would she is also the first female director to be nominated twice for best director uh, which is pretty awesome Uh, love that storyline that narrative for the awards so I, i think it'd be cool to see her win it assuming drive my car is as great as i've heard people say really cool also to see uh, a japanese filmmaker win best director uh, as well so you know and any of these uh, would be a, a deserving winner i just want denis villeneuve in there but maybe for dune part two i heard it floated out there that maybe you know they're saving you know assuming that dune part two is going to be uh just as exceptional as dune was and kind of doing a lord of the rings return of the king situation where they wait to actually give all the awards out uh, for the achievement for that film until the conclusion um so maybe for dune part two we will see uh, more recognition alas for now Denis villeneuve on the outside looking in let's get into the acting categories uh mostly Decent. Um, there's a few wonky ones in here that I really don't agree with. Some definite snubs in my eyes, but let's get into it. The first one uh, is actress in a supporting role. Uh, this is probably the best, strongest acting category, uh, in my opinion. So the nominees are Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose in West Side Story, Judy Dench in Belfast, Kirsten Dunst, in the power of the dog and ingenue ellis in king richard Uh, super super strong category here i really don't have any snubs anything you know anybody that should have been in my opinion nominated over any of these uh any of these women i I think all of them were phenomenal Uh, i've seen all these movies um, in my opinion, uh, and the opinion of a lot of people uh, out there that I've that I've read and, and listened to, uh, Ariana DeBose should probably run away with this award, um, and I think she would be extremely deserving of that. Uh, she was phenomenal in West Side Story. She plays Anita in West Side Story. Um, absolutely, just blew me away so uh, i think she's a very deserving winner uh the sleeper i think is kirsten dunst for the power of the dog and i know for all of these awards i've said whoever's connected to the power of the dog will win but it really is just that that phenomenal phenomenal of a film in my opinion so i I wouldn't be surprised to see kirsten dunst uh, get that award um outside shot i also think that ingenue ellis and king richard She gave a great performance. I absolutely loved her in that film. She had a a couple scenes with Will Smith that were really super powerful, uh, wonderfully acted. I could see the Oscar clip uh, as it was happening, right? I I thought, oh yeah, here's the Oscar clip from this movie. Uh, She's really really talented i wasn't really familiar with her up and before seeing king richard so she was a, a really pleasant surprise for me in that film and uh, i know she's done other work that i'm just not familiar with at this point but a uh, really super talented actress so um I, if it's not ariana DeBose, i would love to see Anjanou ellis maybe get the win here so those are kind of the top three um i think judy dench it's kind of a lifetime achievement nomination uh you know she's and she's won obviously before, uh, and then Jesse Buckley in *The Lost Daughter*, she did uh, a great job as well. But I don't know if enough for her in that film to to win the award. So that's where I stand with actress in supporting role. Let's look at actor in a supporting role. We have Kieran Hines nominated for *Belfast*, Troy Kotzer, nominated for *Coda*, Jesse Plemons for *The Power of the Dog* jk simmons for being the ricardos and cody smith mcphee for the power of the dog so uh, the standout here obviously is that we have two two actors from the power of the dog getting nominated in this category i really love jesse plemons and cody smith mcphee in this film uh, both certainly deserving of nominations troy kotzer plays the dad in coda he really was great he made me cry I thought you know his performance as the father uh, becoming recently a father myself he tugged at my heartstrings with his performance uh, in that film Kieran Hines was a great part of Belfast as well he plays the grandfather Uh, he has some wonderful moments in the film Uh, the standout here to me that does not belong and it's not because I don't love this you know. I don't love J.K. Simmons by any means he's a a great actor one of my favorites uh, to watch great character actor but my word J.K. Simmons did not need to be nominated for being the Ricardos being the Ricardos in my opinion a a very average film Uh, I'm sick of the biopic thing a little bit here uh, as well and yeah J.K. Simmons in being the Ricardos he doesn't really even do much in the movie I don't know I really don't know why he's nominated here. If J.K. Simmons wins this award, call an ambulance, send it to my house, because I will have passed out. I will be experiencing a medical emergency of some kind uh, if he wins this award. So please just bear that in mind when you're watching the Oscars that I may uh, experience immediate cardiac arrest uh, if J.K. Simmons wins the award for actor in a supporting role. Snubs that I would have liked to see in his place... Uh, Mike faced from West Side Story. He plays riff in West Side Story. Uh, that was probably mm, my favorite performance of the year. definitely top two. Uh, so I, I I would have loved to see him here, uh, especially with all the recognition that West Side Story got in other categories. Uh, surprised a little bit that he's not here. Uh, but you know he's uh, never been nominated before. There's no history with him and really not a film actor for the most part most mostly he's done broadway stuff so i can see why maybe that's uh why he's not here but i would have loved to see him get nominated also i think bradley cooper in licorice pizza uh, would have been a better nomination than jk simmons as well he's in the film for about 10 minutes but it, it pretty much makes the whole movie uh in some ways for me it's the best sequence of the film he's phenomenal so i would have loved to see bradley cooper nominated here too So kind of a bummer on the the J.K. Simmons front. No shots at J.K. Simmons specifically. I just didn't think that this role was deserving of a nomination for an Oscar. Um, My prediction for this one uh, is that Cody Smith-McPhee is going to just run away with it. He is so good in The Power of the Dog um, and has a ton of momentum behind him. And I just think a a clear standout in this group. Uh, He kind of has the most to do in his film of any of these People nominated as well, uh, so uh, that kind of helps him, too. He, he really has some some powerful moments uh, that he gets to portray on screen. So Cody Smith-McPhee is my prediction uh, for that one. Let's look at actor in a leading role. We've got Javier Bardem nominated for being the Ricardos. Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. This is another interesting category. Now, I have not seen Tragedy of Macbeth yet. I'm sure Denzel Washington is great and very deserving of a a nomination here. He's playing Macbeth, so that's usually enough. Uh, When you have a movie star that famous playing Macbeth in a Cohen brother film, uh, that's gonna be usually enough to get an actor uh, in a leading role nomination i'm sure he's phenomenal in it so i need to see tragedy of macbeth before i can pass judgment on that uh javier bardem another being the ricardo's nomination um apparently for all the acting categories people were all aboard the the being the ricardo's train i again thought this movie was pretty average javier bardem's great in it because i think it's impossible for javier bardem to be bad uh I, i he's phenomenal in pretty much everything he touches, uh, he's a he's a great actor. Uh, love watching him, so I understand the nomination. Uh, but I would have loved to see uh, maybe a couple of different people recognized here. For me, some snubs. N- not that I've seen this film, but I you know I think it's worth mentioning Bradley Cooper in Nightmare Alley. as uh, kind of the universally being talked about right now as a snub. Uh, excited to watch him in that, and I have a feeling I'll end up agreeing. I really like Bradley Cooper a lot leonardo dicaprio snub vibes going on for don't look up but i don't know if i don't know if don't look up is like his greatest role by any means it's probably bottom half of his work uh but could have certainly seen him here um the biggest two snubs for me uh that i i knew wouldn't probably have a real shot at getting nominated but i would have liked to seen here uh, over javier bardem and and personally, you know, probably Denzel Washington. They, you know, just based on that, we've gotten to see them recognized by these, by this body, uh, by the Academy, uh, multiple times at this point. But I, you know, Nick Cage in the film Pig, which I didn't really get a chance to talk about much on uh, the Best of 2021 pod. It was my number 11 on the list uh, of films that I went through. It was the next one out on the outside looking in. Um, after the last duel, but I-, I loved Pig. Really unexpected film. Nick Cage is really great in it. He makes the movie. Uh, it's not anywhere near as as great as it is without his performance in it. Um, but there was no way Nick Cage was going to get nominated for this small film. Uh, so uh, unfortunate. That's just usually how it works. Um, but if you haven't seen Pig, it- it's on Hulu. Go watch it. It's like an it's a tight like hour and a half. Uh, Nick Cage is phenomenal in it, and very unexpected, great film. So uh, I would recommend that. Uh, and then the other snub for me, uh, Dev Patel in The Green Knight. Dev Patel is just really talented. He's one of our best movie stars, and I thought this film was really, really interesting, and he gave a great performance, and he really he makes the film. Uh, it's I don't think it's as good uh, as it is without him playing this role very few actors i think could have pulled this off so would have liked uh, to have seen him nominated as well uh, over like a javier bardem as far as who i think will win this uh, i think it's will smith's going away Uh, i think it's his award to lose at this point i I think it will probably be seen as kind of the life you know we we sometimes get the lifetime achievement uh, award he's really good in king richard um i'm just and if you're you know Maybe getting the sense that I'm a little burned out on biopics. I really, I really do like them, but I'm kind of just getting sick of them a little bit and dominating these awards. So that's kind of why I'm I'm down on, especially like being the Ricardos and and a little bit King Richard as well. I just feel a little tired of these biopics, but he's great in it. He gives a great performance, so he would, it would be deserving uh, win for him, and then obviously for him to finally be recognized. Uh, with winning an Oscar uh, after the great career he's had. Um, Not that he's done by any means, but just the fact that he hasn't won one yet. uh, He should win. Uh, He would be my prediction. If you're going to bet, I would bet on Will Smith. The two that I could see coming in and sneaking it away from him, I think Benedict Cumberbatch for Power of the Dog. Again, I'm mentioning whoever's attached to Power of the Dog is a potential winner, but guys, that's just how good this movie is. It's really... (laughs) really, really good, Uh, and it's just on Netflix, so go watch it if you haven't yet. It's really, really a great film, Um, and Benedict Cumberbatch is is, just blew me away in it, so um, wouldn't be surprised, completely surprised, if Benedict Cumberbatch snuck this award away from Will Smith, and then really the dark horse is probably Andrew Garfield. Um, There is a, a small but very loud group of people that really love Tick Tick Boom, Um, Andrew Garfield, uh, between this movie and obviously, spoiler alert, his role in Spider-Man, I mean, if we're in February now, so if you don't know by now that Andrew Garfield shows up in Spider-Man, then you've probably been living under a rock, and I'm really sorry if I ruined that for you, but there you go. Uh, Andrew Garfield really gaining uh, a lot of popularity, people are, you know, Gar... Andrew Garfield's back in people's minds, at top of people's minds. So, uh, and he's been out really, you know, campaigning hard. Uh, he's been on so many talk shows and podcasts and uh, interviews from different uh, media outlets, this that, the other. So he's is in the public conscience consciousness right now. You know, he's he's probably my dark horse pick, uh, but I, I'm fairly confident that it'll be Will Smith winning this one. The last acting award is actress in the leading role this is the wonkiest category to me and part of it could be that i haven't seen uh three of these five films you know we got more biopics so uh but anyway here we go we have jessica chastain being nominated for the eyes of tammy faye we have olivia coleman being nominated for the lost daughter penelope cruz for parallel mothers Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. I have not seen Parallel Mothers, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, or Spencer, so I can't really speak much to this category. People are pretty surprised that Jessica Chastain is nominated here. I haven't heard anything about The Eyes of Tammy Faye. I'm pretty sure this is this, and I think like hair and makeup design and maybe costumes were the only things that Eyes of Tammy Faye was nominated for. Um, I don't know much about this film. I'll be honest, so uh, I-, I will uh, reserve any judgment beyond that. Other than hearing from other people that they're surprised that this has been that she's been nominated for this, um, Penelope Cruz in parallel mothers. Uh, people were surprised not because the movie was was bad or anything like that, but mainly because it was such a small film and uh, you know it's. Uh, not something that people expected to to get recognized by the academy so uh this is one it's a foreign language film uh it's a spanish film uh so one i need to see not sure how to watch it hopefully it'll be on uh vod before the oscars so i can get a chance to see her in it um by all accounts she's great in it uh just i don't really have any way to watch it right now uh so as soon as we get the chance uh here uh, to see it, um, definitely we'll be checking this one out. And then Kristen Stewart and Spencer, I haven't seen this film yet either. This is a Princess Diana biopic, another biopic. I really, you know, I really like Kristen Stewart. I think she gets a bad rap because of Twilight, but I, I think she's actually really talented. It would be cool to see her win and get recognized uh, for this category. Uh, Nicole Kidman for playing Lucille Ball and being the Ricardos. I just, I'm just so sick of biopics and actually this was not an original idea by me but I love the idea I heard uh, it was probably on the Big Picture Podcast of having a a separate acting category for people that portrayed real life figures kind of like we have an original and, adi- and an adapted screenplay having like a original and an adapted or uh, an impression acting award uh, and then an award for original characters. I, I would love something like that. Um, it will never happen, I don't think. Well, I guess I'll never say never, but I'd be surprised if something like that ever happened. But it just feels like if you play somebody from history that we all know, uh, and you do a good job at doing an impression of that person, while that is acting, uh, and it does take a lot of talent to to do that, I'm not denying that, I just think it's kind of boring. I look at it in this category... Uh, Olivia Colman and what she does in The Lost Daughter I think is infinitely harder and more impressive than what I saw Nicole Kidman do in Being the Ricardos I'll I'll just be honest it's just you know one is doing an impression of something one's creating an original character Um, it's it's based off of a novel so you have some aid there the the character in The Lost Daughter I'm referring to that Olivia Colman plays so you have that as kind of a source text but it's still not you know Nicole Kidman, she could go and watch, literally, videos of Lucille Ball and then try to to imitate that. So, I'm not saying that that's not difficult, but I just think it's a different level to create an original character. There we go. I'll get off my soapbox, but that's part of the reason that I'm sick of biopics is because they dominate these acting categories. Because I think people just see, oh, this person's playing somebody that I've heard of and that I know and that I like from history. So, let's nominate them because I think they did a good job, and that's great, but, man, I think we miss out on recognizing some really phenomenal actors and and roles that I just think are far more impressive. But some snubs, Lady Gaga and House of Gucci, people have seen as a snub. Um, She was nominated for a BAFTA. So some and that's usually a pretty good indicator of Oscar nominations. Uh, She's completely missing here and really House of Gucci completely missing from the Oscars. I think they're another one that just pretty much had costume and hair and makeup design as nominations and that's really it uh a lot of people expected lady gaga to be nominated uh i thought she had a really it was a really fun performance i i was in on it um i know hasaguchi is a bit polarizing i know a lot of people didn't dig that movie i really loved it Uh, it was in uh, within my top 20 films of the year you know kind of a bummer not to see lady gaga here i really liked uh, it's not being talked about but i I really would have loved to see Jodie Comer nominated for The Last Duel. I thought that she gave a great performance. Um, I would love to see that nominated over Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos. But, you know, uh, that is not to be. Uh, And then the other snub that I thought uh, of as well was Rachel Zegler for West Side Story. She plays Maria in West Side Story. Uh, I just thought she was enchanting to watch on screen. Uh, She did a great job. Uh, She sang beautifully. She performed beautifully uh, I really enjoyed her performance so again another one I would have loved to see over Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos and that's the one I'm picking on because I haven't seen the Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, or Kristen Stewart films uh, and I think Olivia Coleman is probably my favorite to actually win this category I think she should win based on what I know uh, of these other films need to see Penelope Cruz and Parallel Mothers um, that could be a dark horse so that covers Uh, You know, most people's favorite, you know, the big category is the acting, directing, and then Best Picture. Um, Some other ones I just wanted to touch on briefly. Uh, Animated feature film, the nominees were Encanto, Flea, F-L-E-E, as opposed to F-L-E-A, like the little critter. Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. I think Encanto's probably the favorite here. Uh if you listen to my best of twenty twenty one pod, I would really like to see of the versus the machines uh win this one, and I think they have a shot, but I really think Encanto's probably going to win. It's kinda of taken the world by storm. Everyone loves the music. Um I guess I just need to give this one another shot, uh, to really let it sink in. It just didn't Quite do-it-for-me the first time. I did fall asleep for part of it, though, full disclosure. So I need to probably hop on the Disney Plus and fire this one up again and give it another shot. Yeah, Encanto, probably the favorite to win here. Adapted screenplay, an original screenplay or two I like to look at. Um, Adapted screenplay, the nominees are Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. All of these um, I haven't seen Drive My Car yet, but the rest of them I can certainly vouch for being great films. I think any of these winning would be, they'd be a worthy winner. Um, my prediction, and this will probably just be my prediction for most of these, is The Power of the Dog is going to win. I, I just think this movie has a lot of momentum behind it, uh, guys. It, I think it's going to do really, really well. Um, but I may turn out to be totally wrong. It could end up like Mank from 2019, uh, which was a Netflix film that was directed by david fincher and it had like 11 12 13 nominations and it really didn't win much at all so it, it, maybe we'll see something like that where it seems like it's a favorite and then um you know kind of loses momentum uh by the time we get to the awards but i think i i think it's kind of a juggernaut uh, original screenplay the nominees are belfast don't look up king richard liquor's pizza and the worst person in the world I have gotten to see all these films uh, and can vouch that they all are great. My guess is that Belfast or maybe Licorice Pizza is the winner because I don't think Paul Thomas Anderson is going to win Best Director. Um, So I think it could be like a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood situation with Quentin Tarantino where they gave him the Original Screenplay Award, but he didn't win Director uh, or Best Picture. Um, A lot of times I feel like... And this is completely without going back and looking at anything, but I feel like sometimes these auteurs, they they tend to get recognized in the original screenplay category because that's a way to to recognize them uh, without giving them best director or best picture every every year, right? Um, so uh, I would I would not be shocked if Liquor's Pizza or Belfast won. I think an outside shot that King Richard could win here, but I really think. Uh, Belfast or Licorice Pizza would be my picks. Then there's all the kind of the below-the-line categories, and I don't have them all here. Uh, one thing I wanted to note is that Dune, uh, while it wasn't recognized for any acting or direct or best director, uh, it was nominated for all of the following production design, cinematography, costume design, achievement in sound, original score, visual effects, and film editing. Uh, and I believe there may be a couple others that I, I took out of this document. But um, nominated in all of those kind of below the line, quote unquote, categories. I love Dune, and I would be surprised if it didn't clean up most of these categories. Because um, I think it just stood out so much. Uh, if it doesn't win, at least visual effects uh, and editing I think it's just a complete travesty. And, and cinematography, honestly. Um, I think if it doesn't win, at least those reward, And really, production design too. I mean, I would just be shocked if it didn't win all of those awards. Really just blew me away how beautiful and, and amazingly put together that film is. So, um, other notables that are nominated in quite a few of those. Nightmare Alley is nominated in production design, cinematography, costume designed, uh, and uh, and then... Uh, we've got, of course, uh, one of the best films of the year, um, Free Guy, nominated for Best Visual Effects. <laughs> Lol, I can't believe we live in a world where <laughs> Free Guy is nominated for an Oscar. Um, but hey, you know, more power to him. Uh, if it, if as long as they don't win, then I can sleep at night. Uh, You would also have to... uh, I'll also be experiencing a medical emergency if Free Guy wins for visual effects over Dune. Um, Just like so. So those are the two to be on the watch out. uh, On the lookout for. Uh, J.K. Simmons, if he wins for best supporting actor and or if Free Guy wins for visual effects over Dune, um, call the ambulance, send help right away. I am assuredly experiencing a medical emergency at that point. Those are kind of my general thoughts. Uh, I plan on doing at least one or two more Oscar themed episodes uh, like I mentioned before I really want to do one that kind of looks back either 3, 4, or 5 years ago just trying to determine which year to go back and look at um, from a previous Oscar, how did these age and then probably tack on final Oscar predictions uh, to whatever episode comes out the week before the show um, but that probably won't be the whole episode uh, and then after the awards um, that week after the Ceremony, uh, the episode will be uh, Oscar themed as well, discussing what happened uh, and discussing the award show. So get excited. Oscar season is fun. Um, movies are cool. Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with me. Thank you for listening to the show. If you made it to this point in the show, uh, if you would not mind, if you haven't yet already, uh, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, uh, those two specifically do have um, a rating system so you can leave a five-star rating uh, for the show if you're enjoying it uh, i would really appreciate that Uh, and also just tell your friends if everybody told one or two other film lovers in their life like hey i've got a friend that talks about movies uh, on a podcast uh, and we could maybe build just a little film loving community i think that would be a lot of fun Uh, so you know, tell a couple of your friends. Tell your other film buddies uh, about the show, uh, and I'd love to hear their opinions. Um, I also love to get some mailbag like questions. Um, I've had a couple people actually email in, which has been a lot of fun. I uh, would love to see your thoughts emails come in to aspiringcinephile at gmail.com i'll put that in the description uh you can also send in an anchor voice message that i'll play on the show and respond to if you would like um, if you have questions or uh, a film that you'd want me to talk about on the show you can send that in either way anyway i have rambled on enough thank you so much for sticking it out to this point in the show uh follow me at all the different things rate Review the show, it would mean the world to me, and tell your friends. And most importantly, go watch some movies.